giving you the basic information that you need to be an awesome home inspector. I am Garth Haslam, the home medic, and this time around we're talking about tips and techniques that you can use to show your awesome knowledge about sprinkler systems. Um, We've already talked about sprinkler types, the connections, the do's and don'ts, the timer boxes, the PVC lines, sizings and pressure, that sort of thing. This time around, uh, strictly tips and techniques that you can not only use as part of your inspection for sprinkler systems, but also to provide um, to your clients so that you can make yourself a hero and get more business the easy way through referrals. So first thing I want to cover under the tips and techniques category is to is that you need to strongly recommend that your client use drip lines near the house. It is so common for me to see in the uh, desert sort of a region that I do my inspections in where they will have sprinkler heads located right next to a window well, sometimes on both sides. And then, of course, you'll have soil settlement at the same location. So this sprinkler head is actually in a hole that is now settled. And that sprinkler head, even if it pops up a couple of inches, it's still going to, uh, that water is going to spray out two or three inches. It's going to hit the soil or the grass that's right there. And then all that water coming out of the sprinkler head goes right next to the foundation, right next to the window well. And you know that that's just an invitation to disaster because that much water next to your window well that's going to go into the window well, fill up the uh, window well, and then the basement, um, just not good. So as a home inspector, you need to point that out. It could be a career ender if you fail to notice something like that. Your client moves in, and the next thing you know, you're getting a phone call two or three days later where they say, um, you failed to notice this sort of thing. And now I've got a basement full of water, and guess who I'm going to sue? Um, <clears throat> so, long story short, you if there is going to be anything near the foundation that gets watered, it needs to be watered using a drip system. Drip system is basically just a very thin diameter pipe that's going to deliver a very small amount of water to specific locations. It can be uh, a drip that actually occurs out of the pipe itself, and then maybe you've got a rose bush or whatever. That rose bush can be um, can be watered by the uh, the pipe itself, the drips, or you can have very small heads that water a very small area, and then the homeowner has less problem with weeds as well because you're you're only watering the plants that you want to live. Ideally, for me as the home inspector, I'm going to um, be much happier if there's just no water around the foundation at all. Maybe they plant uh, stone there. Maybe they put tree chips. Maybe they do whatever else. Maybe they go xeriscape and just do cactus. But in any case, ideally, you're just not going to have any water at all. If they're going to water something, you want to recommend drip lines. Now, Uh, Second on the list of tips and techniques for sprinkler heads. You want to have good sprinkler placement. So, for example, if you've got the big rotor heads, they generally should be located about, uh, if they've got a 20 to 30 foot reach, 
you want to have them spaced at 20 to 30 feet so that each sprinkler sprays two but not beyond the neighbor. That's the best way to get the best coverage out of the sprinkler system and to uh, maximize the possibility that the, that the lawn be healthy while minimizing the costs and water use associated with all of the above. So pay attention to the sprinkler placement. Again, if you've got a sprinkler that is spraying the house, uh, that's a problem. Rot, mold, termites, structural settlement, all of the above happen when sprinklers are spraying the house. Next thing you need to be paying attention to would be the reach versus the need. Uh, sometimes I will see where a homeowner selects a big 30-foot uh, reach, sort of a rotor head, and they've got maybe a 15-foot backyard. Actually, the home that I am living in now, uh, when I moved into it, they had a, a big rotor head that was located about 8 feet away from the structure, right in the corner of the backyard, and that thing was needed perhaps to, uh, to water that corner of the backyard, but it was also spraying the house. Would have been a much better decision to go with a 90-degree fixed spray head rather than that big rotor head. So you can guess what I did immediately after I moved in. So you want to pay attention as the home inspector to the reach versus the need as well. These are the kinds of things that, um, that make happy clients get you more business. You'll want to use drains. Now, this is especially important in areas where you can have uh, freezing in, in your state or your area. If a sprinkler line, if a PVC line has drains located in the, in the areas where water drains too, uh, what these drains are is they basically allow unpressurized water to drip out slowly. So when the system is pressurized and you got the system actually going, these drains seal so that you're not wasting water there. When the sprinkler line or when the pressure ends and we're just resting in between in between watering cycles, then these drains allow water to drip out through the drain and uh, empty and dry out the PVC line. This is important because come October when we stop watering, if you have a drain there, then you don't have to blow out the lines. And, of course, if you don't have a drain and you don't blow out the lines, then come November, December, January, the water that's in those lines is going to freeze. It's going to burst your pipes, especially if you've got a Schedule 200 pipe. And then come April, when things start warming up again and it's time to prep the system again, you're going to have all these burst pipes, and that is always annoying. Nobody wants to spend any more time than they have to on their sprinkler line. So the uh, the easy fix is to use a uh, simple drain uh, where water drains too on each of the legs, the, the lines inside a system. You'll also, as the home inspector, you're going to want to look for a filter. Um, now, you would think that water is H2O. It turns out that it's H2O plus a whole bunch of dissolved solids and bacterias and dirt and uh, sometimes underwear and spoons, what, uh, whatever it happens to be in that system. Quite often there's a number of weeds and weed seeds. And if you don't have a sprinkler system filter 
All of the above goes through the system and quite often gets plugged up in the sprinkler head itself. Then the homeowner has to spend a lot of money replacing heads regularly. So the filter, uh, annoying as it may be to replace or to clean that, not to replace but to clean, um, that is a uh, that is a much better choice than having to replace sprinkler heads all the time. So you want to make sure you've got that filter going. And then, of course, the stop and waste is another important inspection point on the sprinkler line. If you can, um, you know, come September, October, when it's no longer uh, time to water the grass, uh, you can not only stop the... Uh, the water from from running in, but you can waste the water that uh, is already in the line. Get that water out of your system so that it's not freezing and causing bursting problems. Sometimes it can be double helpful because maybe you have, uh, the homeowner will have PVC lines actually running underneath perhaps the driveway or some other variety of concrete where you just can't easily dig up and replace those lines. When that happens, Double important that there be a waste line. These are the sorts of things you'll want to be paying attention to as the home inspector as you're looking at sprinkler systems. Now, in another category, um, how to advise the homeowner so that they can get the most out of the sprinkler system, you want to make sure that the roots on the grass reach down into the soil. Come... July, August, those sort, uh, those warmer months, you are going to have the the top side of the soil be hot and of course dry. When that happens, doesn't matter how much often you water the surface, uh, that that water is not going to stay. So you want to advise the homeowner to water less often and more deeply. So perhaps rather than watering every day for 10 or 15 or 20 minutes, you want to have them water uh, two or three times a week, maybe for 30 or 40 minutes, maybe even 45 or 50, depending on what's going on in that particular line. So that way you get, um, you get the roots for all of the above that go down. Not only the grass, but but the tree roots as well. Nobody wants tree roots on the surface of their yard, and uh, tree roots, like grass roots, are going to go where the water is, and um, so you can make yourself the hero when you tell the, the homeowner that the tree roots, if they want to avoid all the grief that comes with tree roots on the surface, they need to make sure that the water goes down. Um, water longer, less, less often. Uh, finally, in this category, is give your box Sunday off. And that basically means that rather than program the timer box to go every other day, for example, three and a half times per week, uh, have it go three times per week or maybe two times per week if you really want to have your homeowner be a superhero. So that would be maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that sort of a thing. Most newer boxes are capable of doing that. Okay, um, that's the tips and techniques that you should uh, be aware of and provide that same information to your clients. Um, it helps them save water. It helps them have a greener lawn. It helps them realize how truly excellent you are. And it helps you because then they refer you to all their friends and their realtors, etc. And then you just coast and you don't have to do marketing. You just do inspecting. It is kind of awesome. 
Okay, uh, done with this one. For more information, homemedicusa.com. You can always go to nachi.org, N-A-C-H-I.org. They have great information on pretty much all home inspection subjects known to man. Uh, go there. Do your own research, by all means. Um, please don't consider what little I give you to be full preparation as the home inspector. It gets you started. You will need to learn what's going on in your own area and adapt your inspections for what's happening in the state that you live. Okay, thank you for hanging with me. Go out there, make me proud.